the most interesting radio show on planet Earth. The Weekend Variety Wireless. On Radio Live. Welcome along to Lyrics Part 6 with Grant Smithies for our musical expose. Hello, Grant. Hello. This has been fun. And maybe the last, do you think? Or have we got other lyrical Who themes? Who knows? You could, you could blather about song lyrics for the rest of your days. Easy. so many intriguing ones. Yeah. yeah. This is particularly focusing on bizarre subject matter to sing about. Because it's a, it's a uranium mine. This it's rare, but when you find it, oh, it glows. It's and some things you can really have a good laugh at, and some clever stuff, really clever stuff done. We've got songs about geography. Peribu track uh, we're going to play is entirely about paleontology as a discipline, which I think is lovely. <laughs> I like the technical side of things. Well, he wrote entire songs about walking. An odd cat, wasn't he? Yeah. Is. He's still around doing his thing. Yeah, he is. Just regarding a bizarre way to approach lyrics from the technical side of things, probably the very, very worst song ever written was called Moon Men, and it's by a guy called John Muir. He was obviously very, very inspired in 1969, as many of us were, with getting people on the moon and bringing them back. What people usually do is sing about how amazing it made them feel and amazing achievement but to go into technical detail is just freaking hilarious <laughs> in a song i maintain grant this song has zero poetry yep. it's just procedure yes there's no feeling in it really might get a little bit teary that nixon calls up it has utterly criminal scanning i will give you a little example of how he approaches this they picked up rocks and sand to fill the bags, and when they got back, they all have tags travelling oh through the sky. It came back, splash, etc. This is how it goes. A segment, The Moon Men. Coming over to a place that never before has had a man blasting off from Earth and into space. Traveling mighty fast That made the landing on the pan Columbia orbiting to wait the time The descended eagle is at its recline To see is to believe Behold the men came to walk on the sand Letting the Flash. 
If you like completely bizarre stuff like this, there is a little uranium mine of it in a thing called the American Song Poem Anthology, which I think is still available online. Uh, not many of the tunes are available on audio form and YouTube or anything, but I recommend you pick it up to hear other marvellous things like a blind man's penis. It's called the American Song Poem Anthology. An absolute must. Because it's the uranium mind of bizarre subject matter, just get another couple out of the way is great examples of using the technicality of something rather than any emotion as the subject matter. This is The City's Hospital Patients by Terry Summers and the Librettos. Ambulance coming on a call Rushing you down the hall for your sake to find out what makes you wait. Diagnoses are the things that they must make for the patient's life may be at stake. In surgery, the doctors are a team and you're on your way to your dream. sounds almost up there with romanticism as uh, the, the Anika Mawa's seven-minute protest song about how she doesn't want the Albany and Rodney drainage boards to merge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she has done a song like that, but that was sort of an imaginary example. Uh, that is The City's Hospital Patients by Terry Summers and the librettos. It never charted, I would imagine. No, no, it didn't. No. One more from the American Song Poem Anthology, which is just bullseye for weird subject matter, and it's called I Like Yellow Things by Bobby Blake. There are no tricks in the title, put it that way.
they say, you write about what you know. Bobby Blake really does like yellow things, hence lists them, which is nice. Shall we move on to some decent songwriting with bizarre subject matter rather yes, than rubbish rubbish songwriting with bizarre sure, subject matter? Sure, why not? Why not? And a few things people may have heard. Do you want to yes. tell us the story about what's the frequency, Kenneth, REM? You collide with people that think REM were seriously revolutionary cats, etc. but I was never a fan of your man's um, Stipe's kind of nasally voice myself. But... Um, What's the frequency, Kenneth? I was always intrigued by the title of it, and I was reading about it the other day. And apparently in 1986, in New York City, famous American news anchorman Dan Rather was attacked in the street by a man, or perhaps two, who then, you know, showered him with blows and yelled at him, what's the frequency, Kenneth? What's the frequency, Kenneth? Over and over again. One of the assailants who they later caught was a guy called William Tager, or Tagger, who thought Rather had been um, brainwashed by the media and was then using the media to you know, further brainwash the general public. Hence the assault in the street. But why exactly it was called What's the Frequency, Kenneth? I've got no idea. What this signified, what this is about, Michael Stoke was intrigued enough to write a song about. Let me hear a little snippet of that. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Coded a lot of the time. It just sounds right. Yes, which is all you need from a song. So yep. I'm a big believer in that. Yellow Mellow Custard, dripping yeah. from a dead dog's eye. Sounds it, just grand to me. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. We'll go to a break and come back with more songs with bizarre subject matter. Some you'll know and didn't know what they were about, and others are just nuts. You're tuned in to the Weekend Variety Wireless. Lyrics about bizarre subjects. Bizarre in as much as, well, rare and unusual to be sung about. Hence, there are going to be none of these about I've lost my baby or I've fallen in love with this girl. We've broken up. Yeah. She's gone off with someone else. We're looking at how far out there or strange can subject matter get. Debaser by the Pixies. Well, this is interesting when you're talking about surrealist bits and bobs before. It's the first song on um, Doolittle from 1989, written and sung by Black Francis. At that stage, endlessly watching the surrealist film Un Chien Andalou, Louis Bunuel and Salvador Dali had made together. And the film includes a famous scene in which a woman's eye is slit by a razor. There's references to, you know, sli- slicing up eyeballs. There was a great interview I found online where somebody's talking to Francis about it, Frank Black, as he was later known. And he said, I wish Bunuel was still alive. He made this film about nothing in particular. The title itself is a nonsense. With my stupid pseudo-scholar, naive, enthusiast, avant-garde-ish, amateurish way, I watched Chien Andalou twice and I thought, yeah, I'll make a song about it. Enchien Andalou sounded too French, so I'll sing Enchien Andalusia to make it a bit more Spanish. Got me a movie, I want you. 
just a fantastic sort of a abrasive thing it is. I used to play on high rotate myself at some stage. The bracer about a truly surrealistic and massively culturally famous piece of cinema by Salvador Dali and his French friend. The Pixies from their legendary album, an all-time classic, Do Little. Wire have featured quite a bit on all of our lyrical themes and they get another toe in the door here because of a bizarre piece of subject matter. From their album 154, map reference 41 degrees north, 93 degrees west. Uh, People go, why? Well, the first thing you try and do, it's easier these days than it was in 1979 when it came out, is where is 41 degrees north, 93 degrees west? It's a place called Centerville in Iowa. It's not the centre of America, it's just called Centerville. It's about geography. Like with any subject matter, there are web pages for the enthusiast, and geographers have a web page. And this is a well celebrated song for the geography buffs. This guy posts, Oh, one of my favourite coordinated oriented songs is by Wire. I quoted a bit of the lyrics from the song on making maps in my book, Making Maps, to close the geographic framework chapter. I'll just read a little bit of the lyrics. An unseen ruler defines with geometry an unrulable expanse of geography. An aerial photographer overexposed to the cartologist's 2D images knows the areas where the water flowed. So, petrified, the landscape grows. He asked Wire about the song. And Graham Lewis wrote back of Wire, who wrote the song. In 1978, Wire made their debut in USA playing in New York for five nights. When that was done, flew to L.A., met my girlfriend, and then flew back to New York to hang out. While flying over America, the visibility was perfect. I experienced a stunning aerial view of the Rockies and the vast Midwestern plains. This was the inspiration for the first part of the text. I studied geography and developed a fascination for maps in their reading. On this occasion, one was able to read the epic landscape, the vast gorges, the incomparable 2D flatness, meandering rivers, and the geography webpage says, I knew a geographer had to have written this song. somehow celebrating detailed measurement that actually announces its own chorus. Chorus. In 
of the Antarctic ice shelf. This yeah. has got the, the, the deathless line, my favourite foremost coastal Antarctic shelf, oh Larson B, oh you can fall on me, oh Larson B, desalinate the barren sea. Oh, well, one other before we take another commercial break or, or deliver you commercial opportunities. <laughs> Peru Boo from Cleveland, Ohio, went out on a limb to write a song about paleontology. It is all it's about. Bare bones are petrified and later they are classified. In the mind's eye, it's pleased to see the fluid grace and subtlety of animals fitted perfectly to a land unlike the one we see. And I think the only song that uh, constructs a rhyme around Haplicanthosaur. Not so many thousand years before, these old rocks were the bones of a Haplicanthosaur. It was as tall as a house, not about as gentle as a house.
hail paleontology as a discipline. It was actually quite nicely done. Peru Boo with their song Petrified from Song of the Bailing Man. Commercial opportunities follow, then more of us. Bizarre lyrics. You're tuned in. To Graham Hill's Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. Grant Smithies on the other end of the line. We're looking at bizarre subject matter in lyrics. As we've just given you commercial opportunities to take up if you want. Shonen Knife did a lovely song all about a type of pot cleaner. Yeah. They're a little Japanese three-piece. Yeah, uh, and great. They picked a few weird topics down the years, eh? Yeah, they did. But I, th- I think this this is the most bizarre. But it's bizarre to us. I wonder if it is in Japan to sing a song about a favourite product. Possibly uh, not. I, I tried to find Tortoise Brand Pot Cleaner. I think it might be fictitious, but nonetheless. Tortoise Brand... <laughs> and the Japanese accent just makes it great, too. Tortoise Brand Pot Cleaner. All right, here we go. Shonen Knife. about a pot cleaner. Uh, you can find it on Let's Knife by Shonen Knife. Good stuff. Also, Talking Heads, a great watch of Fear of Music is fantastic in its reframing of one-word subjects for songs. Animals, air, paper, overly neurotic, mm. New Yorker-style air, and all three of those songs are marvellous, but the whole record is a classic. It is a piece of pinnacle New York neurosis the song air because david burns says it's a protest song against the atmosphere and he's not joking <laughs> all right we'll just play a bit of the air right? yeah great
people never had experience of air, apparently. All right, that's Talking Heads and Air from the Fear of Music album. Brian Eno, of course, not absent from proceedings. Yeah, good friend of Talking Heads, or at least one of them. <laughs> yeah. Brian Eno. We can't not mention the poor, poor Negro blowtorch. Yes, God. Is God, it... I read some story about the background of that, well, which uh... you probably know, being sufficiently Eno nerdy. The poor, poor Negro blowtorch sounds very much like one of those made-up little it-sounds-right noises that Eno does all the time. Yes. But in this, no. There really was someone called the Poor Poor Negro Blowtorch. His name was A. William Underwood, born in 1855. A young African-American man from Poor Poor, Michigan. Right. And he was purported to have psychokinetic abilities. It was written of him. I have a singular phenomenon in the shape of a young man living here that I have studied with much interest. And I am satisfied that his peculiar power demonstrates electricity as the nerve force beyond dispute. His name is W.M. Underwood, aged 27 years, and his gift is that of generating fire through the medium of his breath. Obviously a little bit of a magic trick, but he was known as the Pawpaw Negro Blowtorch. Bizarre lyrics, the other side of these messages. Bizarre. Weekend Variety. Wireless. Okay, Grant, this is our New Zealand stanza. Oh, God, all right. There are some real crackers to pick. First up, the Gordons. Here's a little story about the Gordons. Oh, let's say they formed on day one. It's the first time all three of them met and got together and plugged in their amps and said, let's go. Yeah. On day three, they were playing a gig and had written... Everything on the first EP. Wow. That is freakish. That is freakish. That's a work ethic right there. Including this little masterpiece called Adults and Children. John Halverson wrote the lyrics. He had a bit of a headache and, of course, had this gig in two days. He didn't have lyrics. He had a headache, went outside into the car, he knew he had some disparate. The first half of the lyrics are just him reading out what's on the side of the packet. Adults and Children. Over 12. Take your tablets every four hours. Read the schedule. Adults and children. Over 12. Take your tablets every four hours. Read the schedule. See the plan. Read the schedule.
marvellous thing. It is. And Grant, have you heard a song about the annoyance that people feel against others on the road that don't indicate? No, no, not recently. But I, I share that irritation, I've got to say. Then you must buy the uh, little EP by Del Girl. I think they're from Dunedin. Yes, I know the woman you mean. They did a great thing called Road Rage. Uh, here's a segment that'll give you the idea. It is nothing more than it's so annoying when people don't indicate. Beautiful. A really bizarre tune. There's a few bizarre tunes from Bressa Creating Cake, Ed Cake, of course, um, yep. the songwriter. But my favourite of his bizarre subject matter lyrics, The Chip That Sold Millions. Yeah, what's the story behind this, do you know? I haven't gotten to the bottom of whether it's actually true, but it's a great thing to think about that you're going to school and your dad has invented a new flavour that goes on chips and it's this powder. Yeah. And he works, obviously, at a flavouring of Chip's place. The kid gets to take the powder to school and becomes so popular because his dad invented the chip that sold millions. Yeah. And he's going to be the coolest person at school and his dad is the coolest dad because he invented the chip that sold millions. Totally plausible if you're a kid. It yes. makes you think of being a kid like when the things like Cheezels first came out yep. and you'd get the stuff left on your fingers that was just... Vicious chemical shite, but delicious. Yeah. That you just thought was the best part. And this is expressed as social currency, too, which is just what you were thinking of at school when you were in third form or something. You want to be yeah. popular, don't you? Yeah, when someone's giving you 20 cents to mow the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the chip that sold billions, a lovely story. I dig the flavors. Dad's been creating all of them salty. There's no debating the factory will sell them for you some some corn snacks. He will be famous. I will be. That sells millions out on the shop floor. Pals lick the powder straight out of the sample. 
my dad created He will be the most popular dad at school I distribute the flavors I find So divine I can't wait to get to school millions how popular you will be because your dad invented a popular flavor for chips and i think it's genius subject matter actually isn't it yeah, it's yeah. it's t- thoroughly bizarre but genius as well one i find quite appealing is about copper it's the band called shellac that's steve albini isn't it it is yep and the lyrics are brilliant copper you'll never be gold Wow, what a mean thing to say to an element. <laughs> it's easy to work. It suits you. Dazzle, dirty beauty. Copper is a great conductor. Makes for decent cooking. Dazzled by your beauty, you still know you'll never be gold. Brilliant. Yeah, that's great. Copper, mm. let us take you to a furnace where we'll break you. A fire so big and pretty you you could ask me what was wrong with me before Did I need the silver to be suitable? Copper, I have a use for you Easy work to suit you Dazzle, dirty beauty, you must know Copper is a conductor And makes for decent cooking Dazzled by your beauty, still you Plated or anodized, you even fool to lemon's eyes. Presentable though you might be, it's unwise to try to fight me. Copper, 
right, let's probably us for the evening. Leave you with um, some bizarre lyrics. Check I think it. we could go out with Millhouse, Richard Nixon. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's bizarre, and it's framing up of a obviously very flawed individual as the emissary of God on Earth and a kind of inspiration to us all. I think it might have been pre-Watergate. But post-Watergate, it takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> okay, Grant. God, in his infinite wisdom, put Richard Nixon on this Earth to bring to us his heritage, one of priceless worth, a courageous leader, and a blessed man, surely in God's plan. God in his infinite wisdom put Richard Nixon on this earth to bring to us his heritage. One of priceless worth His heritage is from heaven And the magic from above The rapture of music and melody Of culture and of love Yes, God in his infinite wisdom Put Richard Nixon on this earth to us his heritage, one of priceless birth, a leader with endless courage, a miracle you might say, and all who have met Nixon love him so, the genius of his way. Richard Nixon on this earth to bring to us his heritage, one of priceless worth. God, in his infinite wisdom, put Richard Nixon on this earth to bring to us his heritage, one of priceless worth. I hope you enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's good to know that there is enthusiasm out there for cupric products, things made of copper, because copper definitely is the king of metals, uh, so better than many others. Um, when it comes to industrial applications, where would you be without copper? It's becoming rather like uh, a 1972 rainy lunch lunchtime informative film. Uh, shown at school. Pete Shelley, what a great songwriter. What a force for good he was in music and humanity. He did so many wonderful, wonderful songs with the Buzzcocks and his solo career was pretty damn good as well. Died of a heart attack this year. We've got 
the review of the Buzzcocks' debut album on the front page of the weekend variety Wireless with a little salute there to Pete Shelley, uh, given that he died this week. Um, so if you want to listen to that, rather than replay that tonight, you know, go to the webpage and have a listen to it or just put on your favourite Buzzcocks track. What is your favourite Buzzcocks track? Oh, my word, I have so many. Um, I like some of the more contemplative ones. And a really interesting lyric, too, I reckon. Uh, won't have time to play the whole thing but it's because it's quite long, but I think it's a beauty. So here you go. One of my favourites. Why can't I touch it? The Buzzcocks. Or shall we say, well, no, fair enough, it is the Buzzcocks, but uh, 80%, shall we say, Pete Shelley. Bless. Good evening.